Well, hello and welcome back to another episode of Bible Prophecy for today. My name is Heather. I'm going to give you some news and views from a West Texans biblical point of view. One you're not going to find in your mainstream media. Hey guys, welcome to today's episode. And I got some things to uh, talk to you guys about. Brain implants could bring great and terrible things. Uh, yeah, that sounds about right. How can we overcome the smug, quote, pride agenda? Mm-hmm. How can we? Climate lockdowns begin. France bans short-haul flights in favor of train travel to cut carbon emissions. Mark Morano. We'll talk a little bit about that article. And uh, we already talked about Leo Holman. If you didn't catch yesterday's episode, globalists are revving up in plans engineer global famine. Yeah, that's happening, folks. And, uh, you know, I'd always say... You better get you some food. And how can you not see? There's an article by Jonathan Brentner. We'll talk a tad bit about that article. And if you did not catch the latest uh, radio program from Jan Markell, she does talk with Curtis Bowers. Uh, talks a little bit about digital money, banking crisis, election fraud, weaponization of justice, and even the firing of Tucker Carlson and how it all fits into the Marxist agenda to infiltrate America. Anyway, guys, please uh, go check that out. You can watch that at um, allthetreeviews.org. And uh, you can also catch them on uh, YouTube, Rumble, numerous other platforms. So I wanted to throw that out there. So the medical field is erasing its own COVID-era history. Hmm, interesting. Very, very interesting. And so an entire month that is going to show exactly where everybody stands. And you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. That's the Pride Month. And are you hungry yet? Give you a little tad bit of that by Terry James. So the sound, side smells, and every condition surrounding us at this moment should alert us that heaven is about to call us to that great supper. Despite the vile in times, odors that offend, God's prophetic word acts as a filter to um, so the student of Bible prophecy can smell the cooking from heaven's kitchen. Folks, are you guys ready do you have a sense that, hmm, I think we're about to be yanked out of this world? Folks, I think we are. Are you excited? Mm, I know I am. I'm uh, sitting here right now watching um, uh, Pastor J.D. Farag on YouTube. Uh, how we know this is the last hour. And uh, 1 John 2, 18 to 20. Those are very good, uh, very good things to um, live by, especially Right now and today, God told us what would happen. He warned us, and he also told us what would it be like in the end of the day. So I'm going to read right now 1 John chapter 2, verse uh, 18 uh, to 20. So bear with me. You guys know that I'm blind. So let me see. Let me get it on here. I got the extra, extra large print here. <laughs> but I like verse 15, too. I'm going to go back to verse 15. So. Uh, do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world is passing away in the lust of it. But he who does the will of God abides forever. Verse 18, little children, it is the last hour. And as you have heard that the Antichrist is coming even now, many antichrists have come, by which we know that it is the last hour. 
they went out from listen the they part they went out from us but they were not of us for if they had been of us they would have continued with us but they went out that they might be made manifest that none of them were of us but you have an anointing from the holy one and you know all things so right there you know uh, if you are a born-again bible-believing christian just know that you have the holy spirit living inside of you and the holy spirit gives you discernment and that's what we need in these last days and so uh if you want to go to amir uh sarfati you can go check him out of behold israel and he talks about the american nearing disaster deal with iran folks that is that's mm, 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 mm. the only winners in this deal are the iranians their sanctions will be lifted they'll have an america's uh endorsement that their nuclear program is safe for the world and israel will be all alone on any attack planned on tehran's weaponization program prime minister netanyahu and the israeli government will be forced to make a momentous decision and a momentous decision they will make folks being prayer for israel uh in jerusalem so pray for the peace for their um pray for the peace the bible commands us to pray for the peace of jerusalem so an entire month that is going to show exactly where everybody stands prophecy news watch for the next 30 days it won't be too difficult to distinguish those that support pride from those that don't support pride people will be letting us know what they believe by what they wear what flags they fly what celebrations they attend what they put on their social media profiles and by the opinions that they share with others folks if you have not watched the prophecy update by uh pastor um, Brett Meter or Metter, I tell you, you might want to go and watch that. It's at Athy Creek. It's all about quote pride, folks. Mm, it was actually a fantastic prophecy update, and I highly recommend you go check that out. So we're going to go check this article at prophecynewswatch.com. Let me scroll on down here. This is by Michael Snyder uh, from uh, End of the American Dream. And you guys know I do read quite a few of his articles. So this is posted on uh, 2nd of June of this year. So uh, you probably noticed that cultural issues are bitterly dividing our nation right now. Bud Light, Target, and other companies that have taken controversial stands on cultural issues have been dominating the headlines for weeks. And now the month of June is here. An entire month is set aside to celebrate, quote, pride, unquote. And you can't escape it even if you wanted to do so. Not even pet snacks are safe from the left's radical gender agenda this year as the dog biscuit brand Milkbone has unveiled a new pride-themed snack box to help canines celebrate the alphabet soup plus community. Um, yes, I will no longer buy a uh, milk bone. I didn't buy it anyway, but <laughs> I won't from now on. Anyway, so milk bone said it's, quote, pride treats are baked in the colors of the rainbow in order to celebrate love. Uh, the company has also laid out several ways in which dogs can become allies to the alphabet soup community. I throw an alphabet soup of my own accord because I'm not going to say those letters. Anyway, it asks consumers to, quote, dress them up in rainbow colors and or get them rainbow accessories. And also uh, to take them to a dog-friendly pride event such as a rally or parade, unquote. Meanwhile, Lego House is celebrating Pride Month with a new display that features dozens of building sets that offer children an inclusive and diverse environment to interact with gender identity in the alphabet soup-related building sets. Uh, the sets include a transgender garden, a trans-colored butterfly, a set including 10 different 
alphabet soup flags from uh, the pansexual flag to the transgender flag and even sets encouraging children to question their gender. It's unclear what gardening and butterflies have to do with sexuality or gender identity or what they should do with children. I'm going to throw this in here. Folks, they are sexualizing our kids. You know, back in my day, uh, that was um, considered a crime. That is pedophilia. But these folks... Mm, my, my, look what the world has come to. Mm-hmm. So rainbow colors will constantly remind us of what we all are supposed to be celebrating. And there will be gathering and parades in cities from coast to coast. Pride Month has become one of the most prominent holidays in the United States. But it actually hasn't been around that long. In fact, the first time it was officially recognized by the White House was, of course, in 1999. June is Pride Month commemorating the Stonewall Uprising, which began on June 28, 1969. Though the first gay Pride Liberation March took place in Manhattan in 1970 to commemorate one year uh, anniversary of Stonewall, it took 30 years for Pride Month to become official in a 1999 proclamation from former President Bill Clinton. Mm, I was stunned when I read that because it seems like Pride Month has been around forever. In this June, it will be celebrated in virtually every single nation on the entire planet. For the next 30 days, it won't be too difficult to distinguish those that, surprise, that support Pride uh, from those that don't support Pride. People will be letting us know what they believe by what they wear, what flags they fly, that celebrations they attend, and what they put on their social media profiles and by the opinions that they share with others. And so he goes on to say, needless to say, the Biden administration has very strong feelings about the month of pride. The following comes from the proclamation that the White House just released to commemorate Pride Month in June 1960. This is a quote. In June 1969, a courageous group of Americans rose up to protest the violence and marginalization they faced in what became known as the Stonewall Uprising. Police had raided the Stonewall Inn, a gay bar located in New York City. And for the next six days, they clashed with the alphabet suit protesters who bravely stood their ground their courage sparked a civil rights movement for the liberation of the alphabet soup community and changed our nation forever yeah i would say that in a bad way during pride month we honor a movement that has grown stronger more vibrant and more inclusive with every passing year and mm-mm, pride is a celebration of generations of the alphabet soup people i'm gonna throw this out here these are these are the letters of their community and you tell me what they mean i'm stunned but this out here lgbtqi plus people really really anyway back to the article uh from the quote from the white house who have fought bravely to live openly and authentically and it is a reminder that we still have generational work to do to ensure that everyone enjoys the full promise of equity dignity protection and freedom sure Sure, White House, sure. Just go ahead and support these people and just, you know, celebrate, just celebrate immorality and abominations to God. Just go ahead and celebrate that. Just celebrate them and pave their way straight to hell. That's what you're doing. And anybody, and I mean anybody, that celebrates this, applauds this, approves of this, and shows anything like that, and go whatever, you are sending them straight to hell. That's what you're doing. You're applauding their way to hell. And I'm going to throw this in there if you guys, uh, the uh, what I talked about last night, uh, the Dodgers and the perpetual indulgence, nuds, whatever. I'm going to tell you what these people do. Are you, these, these drag queens, no, they're not. Do you know what they actually do? They dress up in drag as nuns and they strip dance, strip tease around a cross with Christ hanging on it. Now you tell me that that's okay. And this is what the L.A. Dodgers want. 
Oh, first they took it down because of the uproar, but then, oh, all the alphabet soup people got mad. And, oh, they make you get it, you. And so they put them back up there. Folks, an abomination to God. And if those people don't repent, they will go to hell. They'll go to hell. It's wicked, wickedness. But as Christians, we are to hate the sin and pray for these people. We have to pray for these people. You know, it's funny because I, I talk about this a lot. And Pastor um, Brett Meter said the same thing. The only ones who really love these people from the trans community, homosexual, all the, are Christians. We are the only ones who actually love them because we tell them the truth. And the Bible tells that. The Bible tells us we are to tell the truth. Christ told it in grace and in truth. And then can't have more truth than we need to be able to um, have both of those be grace graceful and truthful folks you can't lie to these people if we do if we lie to them what are we doing what does ezekiel tell us in chapter three we were going the blood god will require from us because we didn't tell them the truth we knew the truth i'm telling you guys i'm telling you this this uh, the the suicide rate the suicide rate of of this trans homosexual community is is i can 30 30 35 percent or so who really loves them sure not the world anyway the article continues of course this comes at a time when the alphabet soup issues are already creating a firestorm of controversy in recent weeks uh, conservatives all over uh, the U.S. have been boycotting Bud Light after the company partnered with transgender activist Dylan Mulvaney to celebrate 365 days of quote girlhood. As a result, the boycott. As a result of the boycott, Bud Light sales have absolutely plummeted. Yeah, guys. I mean, beyond is. <laughs> it's crazy like 29.5 percent they've dropped in sales and that was just by the end of may 20th billions of dollars and then of course but was having to buy back all the expired bud light products you can't even give that stuff away mm. anyway so but instead of reversing course bud light has decided to double down so bud light announced tuesday that it is donating two hundred thousand dollars to the national lgbt chamber of commerce in support of its communities of color initiative as the company continues to struggle in the wake of dylan mulvaney's scandal the most popular beer brand in america continues to hemorrhage market value in the wake of its april partnership with uh, trans dylan Mulvaney. millions of conservatives are also boycotting target and this has caused the stock price of the company to fall precipitously target shares dropped again on wednesday as the retail juggernaut continues to suffer after the alphabet pride uh, products outraged some customers across the nation target shares dropped another 2.14 percent marking the ninth straight decline as tracked by dow jones market data group since widespread backlash over pride merchandise polarized the nation target's market value has fallen over 13 billion dollars with a b as in boy <laughs> to 60.44 billion dollars as of wednesday's closing price oh the company's market value was over 74 billion earlier this month the pride flag was created in 78 1978 and so it is less than 50 years old but this june it will be displayed far more prominently in the united states than the american flag it will be flown at the white house and u.s government buildings and embassies all over the world it's this mm, market out of depravity. 
Never in our history have we flown another flag, and it should deeply alarm all of us that this symbol of defiance will be proudly displayed by thousands upon thousands of institutions from coast to coast. If I see that flag flying anywhere, I will not, will not buy anything from them. I'm just going to tell you that right now. I will not. If it comes a time, you've got to... I mean, if we had to boycott everything that this, I mean, we'd probably boycott everything. We wouldn't, we couldn't buy anything. I'm just telling you. But the ones that prominently do this, like Nike, like I have North Face clothes. I will never wear my North Face clothes again. Never. I'm not wearing my jackets anymore. I'm, I'm not going to wear any of it um, because it's in your face. So those are in, like Nike, like I haven't worn Nike. I will refuse to wear Nike. I threw my Nike shoes away. I won't do it anymore. I'm just not going to. Um, you know, we have to take a stand. You have to take a stand. The ones that are like prominently showed in your face, like, no. I went and bought some New Balance shoes. I love them. Um, you know, I try to find something on New Balance, and it's not like in your face. But, you know, you look for these things. You have got to take a stand. Now, we have to put, you know, because when you, when you are giving these people money, you are, in essence, supporting what they do. And I don't want any part of that. The Bible talks about that in Ephesians. I don't want any part of that. Anyway, if you watch um, uh, Athy Creek's Brett Meter's Prophecy Update, you'll learn all about that. But anyway, what the Bible has to say about that. But anyway, he goes on to say, As I've repeatedly warned my readers, if we stay on the road that we are currently on, there is no future for our nation. And so, unfortunately, most of the flags that are flying, uh, most, of the, most of those that are flying this flag never even give much thought to who they are defying. And so this is, once again, an article by Michael Snyder. And he says, As I have repeatedly warned my readers, if we stay on the road that we are currently on, there's no future for our nation. So let us hope that millions of Americans wake up and realize what is truly going on because time is quickly running out. Um, folks, you can find the original article at End of the American Dream, but it was reposted with permission on prophecynewswatch.com. And I do like um, I do like Michael Snyder. He's got a lot of good stuff. So folks, uh, I tell you, pay attention to what's going on. Um, this is wickedness, vileness, defiance, and it's abomination to God. And he doesn't say it. You know, people say, we just, you just can't have fun. Really? No. God loves you so much. He's telling you they're like guardrail bumper guard. You know, and you go, you know, boiling. You know, you go bowling as a kid. They put the little bumper rails up, and that way you kind of stay on course. Well, that's what God's trying to tell you. Uh, he tells us these things because He loves us, and He knows where it will lead. At least to death. That's where it leads to. So anyway, sin leads to death. So the medical field is erasing its own COVID history. What are you kidding me? So all of that unpleasantness is simply disappearing from medical journals and research archives. And the media would like us all to pretend that it never happened. But it did happen. And if we don't learn anything from all of this, it will happen again when the next pandemic inevitably comes along. So let's check that article out. You want to? So this is at hotair.com, hotair.com by Jazz Shaw. And this posted uh, May the 30th. Okay, so so as much as the government probably wishes you would, most of you have hopefully not forgotten how the, quote, science, unquote, unfolded over the course of the pandemic. Pfizer and the rest of the big pharma companies assured the government that everything was just fine with vaccines because they had been doing super serious testing. Outside medical clinics were running trials in parallel, and the government uh, dutifully reported the cheerful news to us while using all that, quote, data to impose lockdowns, mask mandates, and immunity passport systems. 
systems. But as we have since learned, there really wasn't all that much testing going on in the rush to get the vaccines out the door. And now, according to one group that tracks publications in scientific journals, a lot of the original research and test results are mysteriously disappearing. More than 300 papers in scientific articles have vanished in the past year. That's by PJ Media. More than 300 COVID-19 related articles have been retracted long after they've done their damage due to a lack of scientific truthfulness and ethical guidelines, according to Retraction Watch, a website that monitors retraction of science-related articles. A total of 330 COVID-related papers have been retracted thus far. According to Gunveig Grodlin, a senior researcher at the Institute of Immunology at the University of Oslo, many researchers took ethical shortcuts when writing their essays. So researchers taking ethical shortcuts when composing scientific papers doesn't sound like a very good way to handle the science, does it? Mm. Some of the authors cited trials with sample sizes that were far too small. Others performed a copy-paste of the original article and drew deceptive conclusions. The Lancet Journal, which dubs itself as the best science for better lives, was described as having used fraudulent research when it concluded that hydroxychloroquine caused an increased risk of heart arrhythmia and even death in COVID patients. The World Health Organization used those findings as a justification to shut down their research into what turned out to be a very effective medication for treating COVID. And the media lectured us endlessly about the dangers it posed, particularly after Trump endorsed it. You guys remember? Another paper from the University of Manchester that has since disappeared reported that COVID was associated with a vertigo, hearing loss, and uh, tinnitus. They later admitted that this is not the case. The author of the paper apparently had no research to draw on, but since viruses such as measles, mumps, and meningitis can cause auditory damage, she said it was reasonable to assume that COVID would do so also. I see. So policy was being made based on assumption. And then there was the whole ivermectin uh, debacle and endorsed by Trump initial initially. Because let's say FDA saying, uh, says telling people not to take Avermectin for COVID-19 was just a recommendation. That's what they're saying now. <laughs> Remember this. Never forget, FDA, you are not a horse. You are not a cow. Seriously, y'all, stop it. Remember that? You guys remember. So all the unpleasantness is simply disappearing from medical journals and research archives. And the media would like us all to pretend that it never happened, but it did happen. And if we don't learn anything from all of this, it will happen again with the next pandemic inevitably comes along. And you know, well, I'm just saying, throwing that out there because, you know, you got old Bill Gates over there. When we have the next one because we're going to depopulate the beard. Just, yeah. Just saying. Anyway, so the, <laughs> so the need for speed must be moderated by adhering to proven practices from the past. And if you're trusting uh, the government to deal with you honestly and fairly based on the best available science rather than quote the science. I've got a bridge in Brooklyn. You might uh, be interested in purchasing, he says. For decades, the liberal media has attacked conservatives and provided... Uh, cover for Democrats and their big government pro-abortion, gun-grabbing, culture-destroying allies. Now, they have big tech helping them censor conservative viewpoints on behalf of the Biden administration. Hot Air must redouble its effort with more riders, more inside commentary and analysis, and full throated defense of conservative American values. Folks, go show them some love at Hot Air at HotAir.com. Anyway, folks, mm -mm 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 -mm. so we know it. You know, it's, it's coming down the pike. Now they're erasing all of that like, oh, it never happened. You remember? You anti-touchdowns. You just don't think, you know. You remember that? They made fun of all of us and we were correct and they were wrong. Mm. 
And of course, DeSantis smacks down liberal protester. I love it. I like Ron DeSantis. I don't care what you say. I like him. I'd vote for him. That's what I'm saying. Mm-mm-mm. I sure would. So what else we got going on in the news today? Let me scroll on over. Here's a couple of articles that I did want uh, to holiday at you about. So can you not see? This is Jonathan Brennan. We may end with that because that is talking about our blessed hope, you guys. Um, so climate lockdowns, uh, Mark Morano coming on banning short airline flights, quote, you were warned. This is what a climate lockdown looks like. This is what the Great Reset looks like. The climate agenda demands you give up airline travel, car travel, cheap, reliable energy and plentiful food. Net zero goals are now uh, dictating vehicle shortages to force more people into mass transit. Yes, folks. Not like they haven't warned us this was coming. You know, the 15-minute prison cities, you know. Mm. Oh, but it's all convenient. Sure. Sure. So this is uh, from theclimatedepot.com. Theclimatedepot.com. So climate lockdowns begin. France bans short-haul flights to cut carbon emissions. You will go nowhere and be happy. So this is from uh, the admin. I'm trying to find out who I can quote as the author, but I'm not seeing one. It was posted on the 1st of uh, June 2023, but you can go to theclimatedepot.com and check it out. So um, let me scroll on down here. There might be. Nope. So uh, France has banned the domestic short-haul flights where train alternatives exist in a bid to cut carbon emissions. The law came into force two years after lawmakers had voted to end routes that were some that were the same journey could be made by train in under two and a half hours. The ban all but rules out air travel between Paris and cities, including Nantes, Line, Bordeaux, while connecting flights are unaffected. Critics have described the latest measures as symbolic bans. Symbolic bans. There you go. So, uh, Laurent Don Seal, interim head of industry group Airlines for Europe, told the AFP news agency that banning these trips will only have minimal effects on CO2 output. He added that governments should instead support real and significant solutions to the issue. Airlines around the world have been severely hit by coronavirus pandemic with a website uh, Flight Radar 24 reporting that the number of flights last year was down almost 42 percent from 2019. The French government had faced calls to introduce even stricter rules. France Citizens um, Convention on Climate, uh, which was created by President Emmanuel Macron in 2019 and included 150 members of the public, had proposed scrapping, yes folks, scrapping plane journeys where train journeys of under four hours existed. Yes folks, get ready. It's coming. It's coming for you. Coming for me. And if you want to check out that article, you sure can. It's climatedepot.com. That's what they're talking about, folks. They've got it all planned. It's all planned. So how can we overcome the smug pride agenda? Hmm. Let's go over here to Mission America and let's find a little bit out. This is by Linda Harvey. I've read a few of her articles. And I do like her. Uh, missionamerica.com. So... The season for nauseating pride is upon us once again, and we can report both good and bad news. Stay tuned for action steps at the end, she says. So first, the bad news includes a planned after-school pride event at an elementary school in Portland, Oregon, featuring drag queens' performances. The good news is that the event was canceled after alleged threats and fear of protests, yet no police investigation was reported, so verbal outrage uh, is probably as serious as it got. Let's remember that screams and accusations would be welcomed against Christians, but no objections are permissible by any the old thing the alphabet soup crowd plans for 
other people's children. So they are perennial victims. That's their true orientation and identity. The school's homosexual transgender club that would be the 5 to 11 year olds had organized the event. Yes, that's where we are, folks. Yes, I have read this article. I knew as soon as I started reading into it that I have read that. I read that a couple of days ago on one of these episodes. But it's worth looking into. So if you want to, go to missionamerica.com and then you can check uh, that article out again. So brain implants could bring great and terrible things. <laughs> what terrible things? Hey, you know. Well, the FDA has approved a clinical study on a computer brain interface in humans that a bioethicist says holds huge promise and incredible danger. The U.S. Drug and Food Administration has given Elon Musk's tech company Neuralink permission to implant a Bluetooth-connected computer chip into human brains. Aside from approving the trials, the FDA has not provided any details. Folks, this is a uh, was posted on the 1st of June. You can check it out at afn.net. afn.net is by Steve Jordan. Steve Jordan on May 30 the May 31st. So so let's jump in. The approval comes as Neuralink faces federal scrutiny following employee claims that the company was rushing and botching surgeries on monkeys, pigs, and sheep last year, resulting in more animal deaths than necessary as Musk reportedly uh, pressured staff to receive FDA approval. The animal experiments uh, produced data intended to support the company's application for human trials with the ultimate hope that doctors can program the chip to help with diseases like Parkinson's and ALS, as well as hearing and vision loss for even quadrupedia. So uh, researcher and bioethicist David Prentice of the Charlotte Lozier Institute says the potential is breathtaking. Quote, various folks could greatly benefit from something like this that helps coordinate the thoughts and translate those into willful muscle movement, he recognizes. But considering that the programmers could go from doctors to psychologists or politicians, he warns that the possible threat of equally breathtaking, he says, somebody could hack essentially a brain implant to control a person's movement, even planting certain thoughts or certain uh, directions and motives, Prentice poses. He points out that God has instilled in man the desire to explore, create, invent, and excel. All that, he says, is well and good as long as those explorers, creators, and inventors fear and honor God. Since that is unlikely at best in the current culture, Prentice insists that strong safeguards are essential for this uh, project. Full transparency is what is called for, he submits. The researchers themselves, the subjects of the research, everything needs to be completely in the open so that we can guard against the turning to a poor purpose <laughs> do you honestly believe that no these people are wicked 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 i'm gonna tell y'all I'm, I'm elon musk is not your friend if you're a christian he is not your friend okay i know the conservatives like i'll jump on the bandwagon i'll go trip, 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 trip. you know have you noticed that oh, people nobody's gonna save this world nobody's gonna save this country except jesus christ jesus is our only hope you guys we see these days we see all this this wickedness this depravity immorality abominations they're celebrating them they are trying to force us to celebrate that have you noticed that if you stand for the truth of god you're a homophobe you're a transphobe you're a who knows what all these phobes are um you're a hater you're this you're that so what do they try to do they try to shame you they try to all these things you know they did that back uh, in the old days in china um they did that um those experiments back then of course socialism has taken over and you know it's just boom uh there is they they're trying that. that's what they're doing today and um anything 
um, uh, to make you um, go along to get along, right? You have all these big corporations that are just literally shoving this down your throat. And if you don't agree, uh, well, then you're a hater and they will try everything that they can to shame you, publicly shame you. Um, you can lose your job. You can, all these things can happen. But I'm telling you, folks, right now, we're these, this right here that's happening, all that, that should tell us as Christians that we are living in the end days, the end of the end days, because Jesus said that this culture that we're living in right now, the Laodicean culture that we see, the church that we see right now, this is what he said what it would look like right before he came back. As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. Folks, I don't know what else to tell you. I don't know what you're waiting for. If you have not accepted Christ as your Savior, if you have not cried out and asked him to save you, I don't know what you're waiting for, because once you... Once you close your eyes, this side of heaven, you can't, you can't change. There's nothing you can do. Once you die, that's it. You, you can't say, oh, I want a do-over. You don't get a do-over. That's it. That's, that's it. And, um, you know, I, I pray for people, all these people who are lost, all these people that are homosexuals, all these people that are lost, trans, all these hate, there's so much hate and rebellion in them. But that's Satan, guys, that is Satan. Um, but as long as they're still here, as long as they still have breath, guess what? As long as Christ hasn't yanked us out of here, they still have a chance to repent. They still have a chance. The Holy Spirit is still here. We as Christians are to show them love, to tell them what the Bible said, but tell them and tell them the truth. But tell them the truth in love. We're supposed to tell you can't shy away and not tell them the truth, you guys. That's what we're here for. And we've got, somebody has to tell them the truth. God loves them. He created them. He loves them. He loves them so much that he gave his only begotten son to come and to live the perfect life, to die a horrible, horrific death on the cross, to be raised again three days later, to send and sit on the right hand of the throne of God because it's finished. But he did that because he loves us. He loves them. And they still have time to repent of their wickedness i'm telling you now is the time jesus says today is the day of salvation please don't wait please don't wait because you don't get a second chance nobody can pray you out of hell everybody thinks that oh that you know in hell is going to be this big party with satan and all this stuff no no gnashing of teeth is you will it will burn in a lake of fire forever and ever and ever for eternity folks i'm telling you please don't please don't make that mistake uh and and think that you have time you could drop dead of a massive heart attack like that especially with all these vaccines going around these blood clots and all this stuff i mean you could literally drop dead right now boom you know my grandpa died and he had a heart attack he was at the coffee shop he was dead before he hit the ground that's how fast he went my dad died massive heart attack boom right after breakfast i guess you know and uh, you just don't know when God's going to call you home. And, um, you know, I'm telling you, you probably don't want um, to wait that long. I know. I know I harp on that a lot. But, you know, guys, if you guys listen to me, most of you, the majority of you guys are Christians. But there may be somebody, you know, might be, you know, <laughs> skimming along Bible prophecy for today. What is that? <laughs> Who's this crazy Texas girl? What? What is she talking about? <laughs> oh, you guys, please. Please get in the word of God. I'm telling you. Please, please, please. Um. Anyway, um. If you guys haven't watched a JD Frog's latest update, go check that out. Uh, JDFrog.org. JDFrog.org. Anyway, and I'm uh actually currently watching, 
um, his first John 2, 18 to 20, and uh, how we know this is the last hour. But I wanted to pause and jump on real quick and do a podcast really fast while that was fresh in my mind, um, what he was talking about. And so um, I'll get back to his program shortly. So more than 50,000 U.S. stores will close by 2027, according to UBS. Over 2,000 stores across all retail sectors have closed in the past 12 months, according to a recent report from UBS retail analyst Michael Lasser. And that is just the beginning as of at the third quarter of 22, uh, latest available data, retailers shed 1,500 net stores. This number is already up significantly in 23 with the likes of Bed Bath & Beyond, Foot Locker, Tuesday morning, and other stores uh, closing uh, recently, uh, the UBS uh, economist wrote. And I just drove down Bell Street today and I noticed that our Tuesday morning closed. I couldn't believe it. But folks, I was telling you... Um, what's going on what is happening in the world today and if you want to go to prophecynewswatch.com you can check out that article lots and lots of them so it's by tyler jordan he is uh the activist post posted on the first anyway i want to scroll down here to see um so this simply implies that there will be a negative five percent fewer stores by the end of 27 as this happens we believe this trend will benefit the large well-capitalized retailers you know uh lowe's home depot walmart target costco those kinds of places uh and those with unique differentiations you know there's more a little bit more of those but he goes who stand to capture a disproportionate amount of market share in other words uh, just like with u.s banks the big players will only get bigger while the small ones disappear uh, to put this into perspective ubs calculates that assuming 50,000 stores close over the next five years and that the average sales uh per stores is 5.7 million it would translate to 285 billion dollars of retail sales that are up for grabs and assuming that 26 percent of these sales go online the bank's uh 27 estimate for penetration it would mean that retailers like walmart home depot and costco uh, had the potential to attract $210 billion in sales. This translates to $1,600 annual spend per household that has the potential to shift to the leading retailers. Folks, so the good news for big retailers is bad news for the small ones. Folks, I'm just going to put this out there. If you have mom and pop stores in your area, please, please shop those mom and pop stores. Shop the smaller retailers. Um you know because you got to know where your money is going to go and what you're going to support and uh you know we have a little uh stores they're i think they're only in the south it's called drug emporium and uh, they still mark their merchandise with the old tommy price gun you know and they put you know they price them like that and i shop there i love them they had the vitamin college on the inside too and that folks uh is what I, i like to spend my money but anyway um, I like the old old Tommy store. They just started taking credit cards, I think, like last year, maybe. <laughs> they always took the debit cards, but uh, they just started taking. No, 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 they took credit cards. They didn't take debit cards. Oh, it's crazy, you guys. But anyway, I like the smaller folks. So anyway, uh, what else we got? Beneath the banner of the woke, uh, what the pulpit prioritizes, the people will pursue. And, you know, uh, I talked about that the other night. And so, so much is going on and uh it just tells you that we are living in the end days and so i wanted to end with uh, jonathan brentner's um article um how can you not see posted the first of june at jonathanbrentner.com 
And so he goes on to say here, uh, Leanna Crawford's story behind her latest song immediately captured my attention. She related a time from her childhood when she saw fireflies light up her yard at night. Her dad responded to her amazement by asking, how can he not see the creator in all this? That The song uh, that came as a result of her father's question, how can you not see God, has become a favorite of mine, he says. How can people not see God in the beauty and wonder of creation? Uh, you might guess where my mind goes when I hear this question. I wonder, how can you not see the fulfilling of biblical prophecy everywhere you look? He says, I am, no doubt, taking liberties with her title, he says. Um, he goes, I realize that the majority of saints reading this article agree with me regarding Bible prophecy. For you, the question is a confirmation of what you believe rather than that of expressing doubt in your convictions. It's a matter of pointing out the obvious, just as Crawford's father did with his question to his daughter. For those that place their hope in the church rather than in Jesus' imminent appearing, he says, I have much for them to consider. How can you not see God's hand in the miraculous reappearance of Israel as a nation? Dr. William Watson wrote an article called The Rise of Philo-Semitism and Premillennialism During the 17th and 18th Centuries. In it, he lists 45 writers who, from 1585 to 1800, expressed beliefs in Jesus' millennial reign over the nations of the earth. Although the Reformers didn't go there, it was their Bible interpretation principles of sola scripture uh, and scripture interpret scripture that led to the revival of premillennialism, the belief in a literal thousand-year reign of Jesus, as the Apostle John reveals in Revelation chapter 20, verses 1 through 10. In the centuries that followed the Reformation, perhaps the most well-known premillennialist of the this era was Isaac Newton. His study of the books of Daniel and Revelation led him to conclude in 1706 that God would again restore Israel as a nation. Early in the 20th century, the they um a continued prediction of premillennialists that Israel would become a nation again was met with considerable ridicule by the all-millennialists, those that equate the words of Revelation 20 verses 1 through 10 with either the church age or the eternal state. Dr. David Reagan, founder of the Lamb and Lion Ministries, wrote the following uh wrote the following about this quote the christian leaders uh, of the mainline denominations laughed at those literal interpretations and boldly asserted that israel would never exist again once the state of israel became a reality in 1948 the the same christian leaders began to argue that it was just an accident of history and not a fulfillment of prophecy this is a spiritual blindness and it is very sad since it has resulted in the average christian knowing nothing about the significance of the reestablishment of israel as a miraculous fulfillment fulfillment of bible prophecy and a sure sign of the lord's soon return folks um if you've gone to my website bible prophecy then before today.com uh, you will see that i have uh, dr david reagan listed on there several times i love him i love him and i've got several of his books but anyway back to the article at hand uh so how people not see god's hand of the fulfillment of prophecy in what happened in may of 1948 there's no other account of a people scattered and persecuted for 2,000 years, suddenly becoming a nation again with their same language. Isaiah 66, 8 predicted that Israel would become a nation again in exactly the way it happened. Who has heard such a thing? Who has seen such things? Shall a land be born in one day? Shall a nation be brought forth in, a, in one moment? Sadly, those who regard the emergence of Israel as an accident of history are the very ones that ridicule those of us who see biblical prophecies coming to life in our day. How can you not see the multitude of signs pointing to the soon arrival of the tribulation period? The spiritual blindness to which Dr. Reagan refers to extends beyond an ignorance of the significant of, significance of Israel becoming a nation to the multitude of signs telling us we live in the last days. 
He says, how can believers today miss the multitude of warnings that the seven year tribulation is coming at this world like speeding diesel locomotive? I love it. It must either be ignorance of biblical prophecy or spiritual blindness that stems from a love of the things this world has to offer. He says, I listed all the reasons for lateness of the day in which we live in a post uh, from last year, the 12 signs, uh, the world is running out of normal. He also says, I also explored the lateness of the hour in the bubble of normalcy. He says below is a list of the 12 signs pointing to the nearness of Jesus's appearing. Number one, the rebirth of Israel. Number two, the third temple fever in Israel. Uh, number three, the four horses of Revelation 6, 1 through 8, the emergence of digital currencies. Uh, number five, digital health passports. Number six, mark of the beast technology. Number seven, transhumanism. Number eight, the soon arrival of one world governance. Number nine, worship of creation rather than the creator. And number 10, pole shift concerns that match prophecies in Revelation chapter 6, 12 through 17 in Isaiah 24, 19 through 20. Number 11, scoffing. Number 12, perilous times on steroids. And he says all 12 of the above tell us that the tribulation is ever so close. And with it, the rapture of the church with the Bible, which the Bible says will happen before it. Concerning the soon arrival of the one world government, author and speaker Pete Garcia aptly writes this, and I quote, Finally, we can see the final beast system starting to take form. It is using the crisis of health and money to steer the world into a biometric digital currency that will one day be used to control all buying and selling on the planet. At this point, it's becoming violently obvious as to where this all is heading. In fact, one would have to be intentionally ignorant of Bible prophecy to purposely uh, ignore what is happening and where it is headed. See Revelation chapter 13, verses 16 and uh, 16 through 18. Even non-Christians are starting to identify much of this stuff as having prophetic importance. And so he goes on to say, uh, Jonathan does, 25 years ago, he says, it would have been impossible for the Antichrist to control commerce in the world in the way that we read in Revelation chapter 13, verses 16 and 18. He would have needed a massive army of devotees to do so. Today, with the advances in artificial intelligence, gigantic databases, and 5G technology, it will soon be uh, possible for one person to set the parameters of buying and selling for everyone in the world. By the midpoint of the tribulation, he will be able to control buying and selling worldwide with the flip of a switch. How can any believer not see the fulfillment of prophecy in this? The words of the Bible, the words of the book of Revelation are coming to life before our eyes. How can you not see the deception that Jesus said would mark the last days? When asked about the signs of the last days, Jesus' first words were, quote, Take heed that no man deceive you, Matthew 24, 4. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 3 to 10, we again see lawlessness and deception as signs that would mark the appearance of the Antichrist who can't appear on the world scene before the rapture. How can we not recognize the deception of our day as the fulfillment of what Jesus warned about both directly and through the Apostle Paul? For those in the U.S., by administration, lying comes as easy as breathing. The mainstream media anesthetizes people and Christians to the truth, making them unable to recognize the dangers that lie at their doorstep. Despite the mountain of evidence, to the contrary, the media still proclaims the deadly lie that the COVID vaccines are safe ineffective. They are neither, he says. How can you not see the soon arrival of God's wrath 
upon America. Yes, folks, we are living on borrowed time. God is sovereign, but from our perspective, we see his patience with a nation gone mad. His holding back the full explosion of evil and destruction will happen at the beginning of the day of the Lord. Many expected the worldwide shortage of food to be much more severe by now. It seems strange to me that the war in Ukraine has not yet exploded into a much wider conflict with disastrous results. Years ago, many predicted that the U.S. economy was on the verge of a total collapse. But despite efforts to force such a scenario, it hasn't happened yet. God's sovereign power in restraining hand is the only reason all these things haven't occurred yet. Yes, folks, that is absolutely the truth. So, yes, we are living on borrowed time in respect to God's pouring out his wrath on the United States. And Pete Garcia, former major in the United States Army, conveys my thoughts a bit more directly. And I quote, this is quoted by uh, Pete Garcia. It should be obvious to anyone with half a brain that the cracks in the American pillars are all are so profound by now that something or someone, which be God, has been uh, supernaturally sustaining the integrity of them. And uh, uh, Jonathan goes on to say, how can people not recognize that the end of America is ever so close? Why is it that many of those sounding the alarm don't believe the Bible or have any faith whatsoever in God? Some from this group see the dangers that a great many church leaders refuse to recognize. The start of June signals a time of lewd displays of wickedness, which become viler and more disgusting each year. When one also considers the blood of innocence that flows from the abortion mills in America, one has to wonder how much longer before God says enough. I know that the majority of those reading this article agree with me, and the intent of my question is to reinforce your valid beliefs. Once again, this article is by uh, Jonathan Brittner. Um, He says, uh, for the others, I agree with Pete. It takes a purposeful ignorance of biblical prophecy not to recognize that the world, and especially the U.S., rests on the edge of a cliff. How can you not see the nearness of Jesus's appearing? He says, I believe Jesus is coming soon for his church. The wild card at the timing of the Lord's appearing uh, consists of both his sovereignty and restraining power. He says, I am also convinced that God will severely judge America, but he is exceedingly patient, waiting for more people to turn to him before he pours out his great wrath. He says, if you look at world events and think the Lord should have come for us by now, it shows you understand Bible prophecy as well as the role of the Holy Spirit restraining the full force of destruction and deception that will come with the unveiling of the Antichrist. Don't be discouraged. The Lord will reward your confidence in his promises. He says, I don't want Leanna Crawford. He says, I don't know what Leanna Crawford believes about the end times, but I love her song and it sparked the writing of this article. And for those that look at the beauty and wonders of nature and not see the creator her words ring with the truth how can you not see god he says for me i can't get past a similar question as i look at the world around me how can i not see that i live in the very last moments before jesus is appearing how can pastors not see the signs of the times and as a result provide those in their charge with the hope they desperately need in these perilous times folks that is the truth. That is the truth. And I want to throw this up there. Um, Jonathan Brethren has a newest book. He says his latest book is Cancel This, What Today's Church Can Learn from the Bad Guys of the Bible. He says it's all about growing to maturity in Christ. The bad examples of these characters reveal the mindset we need for living at a time when the cancel culture dominates our culture. 
And uh, he also has a um, uh, detailed defense of pre-tribulation viewpoint. He's one of his articles, The Triumph of the Redeemed in Eternal Perspective That Calms Our Fears in Perilous Times. And I know I've actually read that article. But anyway, um, guys, go to JonathanBrentner.com if you want to learn about that. Grab one of his books or just, you know, search out what he's got to say. He's got a lot of great stuff. So anyway, um, with that, guys, I'm telling you. Get in the Word of God and let the Word of God get into you because I agree with Jonathan Brittner and with um, a lot of other pastors and teachers and probably you guys too who are listening to this um, podcast that we are living in the end of the end days. Christ could come and take us home at any moment. The Antichrist will not be revealed until we are out of here. So um, Second Thessalonians talks about that. And so that man of lawlessness will not be revealed until the restrainer is taken out. And so, uh, And so that's us. The Holy Spirit lives in the church. And so, folks, mm-mm-mm. get in the Word of God. Let the Word of God get into you. Um, you know, I just, these these days are just, I, I never thought I'd say the wickedness, the rebellion, the vileness, the absurdity, the insanity of the days that we live in. It You can't, like he said, you can't go anywhere without seeing the rainbow garbage. You just can't. And, um, you know, they've taken what God gave us as a promise and they've tried to turn it into some wicked, vile, just, just, it's this depravity. And, um, we need to stand on what God said that the rainbow was as his promise to us. He would never again flood the world. And, um, you know, I'm telling you, these, these days are the days that we need to be in the word of God. I'm talking to myself too. I've really, really got to get into the word of God. And so I was reading, um, Joseph's story and one of the clients that I take care of we I read Bible stories and so I just love it and so we read about Joseph and now we're reading about um, Moses and uh, we're almost to the good part where he goes let my people go so <laughs> we're almost there right now um, but anyway you know folks I, I just I just never thought I would see this day and uh, the rain that we're getting here in Amarillo, Texas, Hereford, Texas, the Texas Panhandle is so much. We are flooded. All of our Playa Lakes are overfilling. Lake Meredith is up to 60 feet. Um, they've had to actually uh, open the spillways at Ute Lake. And uh, that's part of the Canadian River. And it is crazy flowing. It's so much water. So and it was raining. I think we got half an inch, a little over half an inch in 30 minutes earlier this morning. And so it is... Um, we are waterlogged, I'll tell you that much. Um, and we'll be in prayer for our farmers too, because, uh, you know, rain's a good thing, but too much rain, you know, washes away crops and stuff like that. So anyway, guys, be in prayer for us. We're thankful for the rain, but you know, uh, we do need our crops as well. So anyway, guys, um, man, if you know somebody who doesn't know the Lord, please talk to them. If you know somebody, um, that's gay or lesbian or trans or whatever, please, Tell them what God says. Please tell them the truth. If the Lord prompts you, tell them in love. Um, other than that, ah, folks, stay in the word of God. Be looking up, doing some rapture practice. I'm telling you, um, <laughs> the Lord could come for us at any moment. And what is he going to find you doing? What's he going to find me doing? What if he came back in an hour? What would we be doing? And that kind of, oh, you know what I mean? <laughs> what would we be thinking about when he came for us? Oh, I know, right? Oh, I'll tell you. Um, 
I don't want to be doing anything that that he would not approve of. Anyway, (laughs) I love you guys so much. Thank you all so much for listening um, to me ramble most of the time. But uh, I I do. I'm very thankful of all you guys' support and encouragement. And I pray this program um, is an encouragement to you guys. Um, That's why I do this. Because number one, I want everybody to know Jesus as their Savior. Number two, I want to encourage those of us who are believers and we see this dark world. Um, and I, I just want to be an encouragement, you know, to tell everybody that, hey, these days, although they're dark and wicked and ominous, but they're also glorious and bright and encouraging because we know that these are the days that Jesus told us it would look like before his return. And so we see all these things happening, like he said, and it just gives us, it it bolsters our faith. And so with that, um, get in the word of God and let the word of God get into you. And Maranatha, Lord Jesus, Maranatha. Thank you guys so much for listening. And uh, may God bless each and every one of you as we wait for his glorious appearing. Oh, anyway, thanks you guys so much for listening. May God bless you.